Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 39 of the Spoiler Cast. I'm your host, Dan, and I'm joined here by Tristan. Hello! And Allie. Hi! Holy <laughs> kids! Hi, I don't have kids! Look, look at the kids! How are you? How are you, little kids? Wow, that. Thirty seconds into the episode, we're usually better than this. The, the, the spoiler cast is, is your look at sort of in-depth look at at one particular game we've been playing, and then typically um, before you know before that we kind of discuss a couple of news items, kind of games we've been playing. Our last episode was actually all about E3 2016, but now we're kind of circling back, and we're going to be discussing a game in depth. Today, that game is Overwatch, the new online shooter craze from Blizzard. Uh, their first first-person shooter, and subsequently first first-person team-based shooter. Woo! Um, say that one three times fast. Uh, so, I, we'll talk about that in a little bit, and typically save that for the end of the episode. The end of, of the episode. episode. Oh, sorry, I was getting Week. distracted. I was Week. playing with a hair tie. It's all good. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to keep my cat from eating it because she thinks it's delicious candy. Well, it's not. It's not. That's what catnip is for. But before we talk about Overwatch, we wanted to kind of talk about a couple, maybe a little small news items, and then also the other big game that just came out um, at time of recording, which is Pokemon Go. Um, so Pokemon Go play in traffic, kids. <laughs> yeah. Pokemon Go find a dead body. Which Pokemon I which go I've, to church. Yep, I've been, I haven't found a dead body yet, but I've been in the middle of traffic and I've been to a church. So I I've just mostly seen people joking about that. Yeah. The church one is really funny to me because I've had at least like three friends be like, Pokemon Go wants to send me to church, and I feel really uncomfortable with this right now. <laughs> but they're I, all gyms. They're all gyms. I I live like a block away from a, a large old church and it's the the site of one of probably the na- gnarliest pokemon gym around where i live in boston oh, jesus <laughs> yeah um it's like it's like five pokemon in a row that are like cp level like four or five hundred which is not a no jo- no joking matter God. um so i guess we'll just let's just jump right into pokemon go then since we're already kind of talking about it so much so um, Pokemon Go was released either Tuesday or Wednesday. Wednesday? Thursday? Like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the servers are crap. They they, they are. They, they were worse when it came out. And, and honestly, I don't really know if there's there's a way around that. I, I was I would have been shocked if they weren't terrible. Um, I, I think they... I think against the internet's will, they sort of tried to soft roll the game out in different countries. But yeah, it that doesn't really work. work. It do, didn't really work in their favor because the second one person... And guaranteed, there was somebody on Reddit or something just mashing the refresh button on the App Store, just waiting for waiting for it to release. Um, I know I checked a couple of times myself, and and once that shit gets out, everybody downloads it, and your servers crash. Yeah, basically. Um, yeah, they just, like I've not been able to play much because every time I try and get on, it just crashes. Um, like today, I was trying to challenge a gym. And every time I defeated the gym leader's first Pokemon, the game would freeze. Yep. And it would just it would just wait before I defeated that Pokemon. Like the Pokemon would be at a silver of health, and it would keep counting down, and just nothing would happen. 
Oh, that happened to me too today. And I was wondering if it was just me. Yeah, yeah I think so... it's pretty much everybody who actually gets a chance to play. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, I'm sorry. Cat, get down. Goodbye. Bye, Felicia. Out. Yeah, if, if you do get a chance... So, first of all, it's hard to get on to begin with. Because the servers are down so often. And then when you do get on, they're very unreliable. You're right. And then to make matters worse, where I live is a, like, desolate wasteland when it comes to Pokemans. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's the general thing, though. I mean, I, I found myself, too, that even with incense, which is sort of like this item, if you're not familiar, an item that you can put on your your person. It's an item you can use. And what it does is it kind of draws your draws Pokemon to you. Oh. But I... I found I found that even with incense on it, um, it was it, it it's pretty slow going. I mean, you find Pokemon every every few hundred feet probably, which which sounds like it's pretty good. But in the grand scheme of things, like you know, you're gonna spend some time because you got to catch a lot of Pokemon. Yeah, you do. And then to make matters worse, the game only tracks things while the game is actually open. Oh, that's mm-hmm. stupid. So like any steps you take while your phone is locked don't count. Mm-hmm. So you have to leave the, your phone open, unlocked, running the game, and it devours battery. It does devour the battery. Um, I, I also know that they're coming out with like some device that you can use, I think. Right? That allows you to... Ipidometer. That should help. Yeah. Um, whether or not... I don't know how it will need to be connected to the game, though, if the game needs to be actively running for it to record anything. Yeah, I don't think we're sure about that yet. And I think they're going to iron out some of that stuff. Um, I gotta say though, like it, it, it's such a ho- ho- weird game. Like I'm, I'm working on like a little piece for the site right now on it, and it's really hard for me to. There, there's so many bugs with it right now, and and it really is pretty simple. I mean, really, realistically, you just walk around, you find Poke Stops, and again, I live in the middle of the city, so for me, it's great. Um, there are Poke Stops freaking everywhere. I have like oh yeah I bet there are is that just like Pokemon like here's where a Pokemon might show up kind of places or what yeah not they really are, they are more like landmarks oh okay and Boston's got a lot of them uh, for example um, nearby where I live there's a square and there were probably 20 Pokestops within like a a half mile radius of each other so I can just kind of walk around and swipe them. But I know I went down closer to Rhode Island last night, mm-hmm. and there were no there were no Poke stops to be found in some places. So I, it's kind of interesting how they do that. It's a little weird. Um, yeah, I, I live well. Like I said, where I live is kind of a barren wasteland when it comes to the Pokemans. Yeah. So there are Poke stops um, everywhere. I have hundreds and hundreds of Pokeballs. Like I have more Pokeballs than I know what to do with because basically the way it works, Ali um, and anybody else at home who's listening and hasn't played it yet is. You basically so Pokemon Go. Let, let's just let's just rewind really quick. So Pokemon Go <laughs> basically takes the the map of the world, and I think they got it from Google because they have like a partnership with Google where it, you can log in with your Gmail does, account. It does ping Google Maps. Yeah. So what they basically done is they've taken Google Maps and they've made it look like like a map of Johto or Kanto from the Pokemon series, and to a degree, hmm. it's really cool. So the entire world is the the real world and you walk around in it and as you walk around you encounter pokemon there's no rhyme or reason to where you find them really i mean there are certain pokemon that you're going to find more in your area as you start and when you find one you tap on it and then all you do is you just basically flick a pokeball 
which shows up on your screen at the Pokemon mm-hmm. um, to catch it. There's no fighting involved in catching Pokemon. Sometimes Pokemon are difficult to catch, so you might hit them with a Pokeball when you like, throw it at them, but they might like escape. Fucking Zubats. Well, Zubats are, are easy. Zubats once you, are a pain in the butt to try and catch. Once you learn their strategy, I catch them like once, first try every time. What you do is you just flick really hard, like because they're, they're up in the air and they're kind of disorienting. Any flying Pokemon's like that, really. That's oddly specific, and I kind of like that. Yeah, it's neat. Um, and and what and what's better, of course, and I'm sure everybody to some degree has seen something on Facebook or Twitter or whatever social media you use, but. You know, it's, it's kind of funny because when you find the Pokemon, it, it uses your phone camera and the Pokemon kind of plants itself in the real world. Mm-hmm. So it could land, it could be on top of somebody's head. It could be in your beer. It could be... Apparently, apparently Pidgeys yeah. love bathrooms. I've seen a lot of squirrels in bathrooms. Yeah. Squirtles, not squirrels, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've also yeah, seen so a squirrel in a bathroom. But that's a different story. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, this is, it, it, it is really neat how they kind of like, it's very location specific. For example, there are a lot of drowsies around where I live. Uh, I, I find a lot of uh, Clefairies and occasionally Eevees. Yeah, there are occasional Eevees for me too. There's Gastlies around. Um, you find I, I would think I'd find more Gastlies because there's a big cemetery near my house, but yeah. no. There's actually a cemetery really close to where I live too, and that's where the Gastlies show up. It's pretty cool. It knows. It knows. Right, and all these Pokestops are real places. So when you click on a Pokestop, it corresponds to a real location. So if it's a restaurant or a, a, a famous shop or a convenience store or a church, whatever it might be, that Pokestop is named after whatever area it, it, it is in real life. So you tap on it, and when you get to a Pokestop, which are these little blips on your map... Um, mm-hmm. You basically spin this wheel or spin the the thing, and it gives you stuff. It gives you pokeballs, potions, revives, whatever you need. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. It is, yeah. And they reset after like eight minutes. Right, so you can keep using it over and over again, or walk around and and whatnot. You can also incubate eggs. So the way that works is you have an egg incubator, and as you collect eggs in the wild, you put them in the incubator, and then you have to walk a certain amount of steps. And once you walk that, or rather a distance, mm-hmm. usually it's like 5 kilometers, sometimes it's 10 kilometers. Once you walk that distance, um, your egg will hatch and you'll get a Pokemon out of it. Does it go yeah. faster if you go on a bicycle? It does. Oh, yeah. God, I so love the trick, it. So the trick is just to leave it open while you're driving and not pull over or stop in the middle of traffic to try and catch something. It yeah. doesn't <laughs> matter what it is. I don't fucking care. You're driving. I, I, I think Can that's. Oh no, we don't have to imagine. There's already been a major traffic accident caused serious? by Pokemon Go. Yes. Oh my god, that's awful. Like three people, like seriously injured. Guys, yeah. video games are great, but please don't kill each other. Please, <laughs> for me. I think. Um. That's the negative side of the game is is sort of the human aspect of it, and it, it's like the it's like the biggest positive and the biggest negative at the same time. So, with all the bugs, with all this danger of you know getting in a car accident, honestly, even walking into the road and getting hit by a car, whatever it might be, like there's all this danger. The game tries to warn you, and it, you know basically says, please be, 
be aware of your surroundings and you know basically don't don't kill yourself while you play Pokemon Go um, when you start. But I think I think the other half of it though is is sort of what honestly makes it probably the best game of 2016. And and I don't mean that from like a like it's just viscerally the best game that was that was built this year. But I just think that when you think about like as we you know go from year to year to year and games continue to innovate and provide different experiences i i feel like pokemon go is is pretty much the coolest experience of 2016 um in, in really in the social aspect and again i i, I think it's going to differ depending on where you live to be honest um yeah. being in, being in the middle of the city it's incredible i mean i i went so i i went on a walk this morning <laughs> um so not only is it giving me exercise thousands and thousands and thousands of steps um and it's giving a lot of people exercise. It's also really social and really cool. I mean, there's at a couple of the squares where gyms were, I actually walked down and there were a whole bunch of us in a square playing Pokemon Go together this morning. You know, people had never met before. It was just really fun and cool. You know, what what team are you on? Because you pick a you pick a color team you want to be on when you go to fight at gyms. Actually, that is a good question. Which team are each of us on? Well, Allie's, Allie's on team... On team iPhone nothing. upgrade. On team, yeah. I have an iPhone 4S, which doesn't like to run anything. <laughs> no. Um, I- I'm on the blue team. I'm on red team. Oh, nice. You're going down, blue boy. <laughs> um, so basically, once you hit level five, oh, so let's quickly, quickly dive into sort of the mechanics of the game a little bit, because one thing I actually really enjoy about Pokemon Go is that it kind of allows you time to explore and figure out the game for yourself, which a lot of games don't do these days. Assuming you can get into it. Right. (laughs) Assuming you can get into it and use it, it kind of lets you learn how to play it as you go. For example, last night um, I put a lure module up on a Pokestop. You can actually buy lure modules, and what you do is you put it on a stop, and it kind of brings people to you. Um, So from, like, a business perspective, too, in a social aspect, um, it's really cool as well. I actually... um, so I'm, I, I play music, and I had a show last night, and just before my show, like 10 minutes before, I put a lure module on the venue we were playing at. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, that's amazing. Yeah. And I swear to you, like, there were, like, 40 people outside listening to, to my bands, and some people we'd never seen before. I didn't know anybody, like, kind of just walked in and kind of checked us out. It was really cool. Um, you know, everybody was coming together for Pokemon Go, so it was, it was, pre- it was pretty neat. Yeah. Um, Adding a lure module to where you are, is a fantastic way to drive business thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just it's just such a this is this is what I mean when I say like it's probably the best game of the year just just for these reasons. You know, it, it's not it's super flawed. It has also it's not very it's pretty simple. There's not a lot to it, um, but it just the kind of the experiences it offers are just so unique and interesting that I I, I can't help it but love it. Um, but anyway, so the way it works is you start at level one. And you catch your first Pokemon, which is one of the, the classic three. You know, Charmander, Bulbasaur, or Squirtle. And then from there, you basically walk around and you catch Pokemon. Well, the way it works is, as you catch Pokemon, as you go to Pokestops, and as you unlock medals for, you know, doing various things, like, say, collecting your first ten Pokemon, walking a certain number of steps, you get experience points. Once you get to level five, you can start fighting in gyms. And you can really start kind of exploring the game. And it doesn't take very long to get to level 5. I think I did it when, like, one intense night of playing. So it doesn't take very long to get there. Okay. But the, but what, the way the game works is, typically in an area there will be a few different Pokemon. And they're the low-level Pokemon. 
and they all have what what are called CP. So they basically have pa- a power level. And every Pokemon's different. Some Pokemon I found have different moves yep. than another, even if it's the same Pokemon. Yep. So and, for example, I had several uh, Rattatas, and the one I chose to keep and evolve was the one who had Hyper Fang. Right. Um, which are moves used in battles. And then, as you catch the same Pokemon over and over again, the game encourages you to do so. That's how you level up. Huh. That's kind of weird. Yeah. And you also get uh, materials for improving or evolving your Pokemon by doing so. Right. So every Pokemon has its own um, treats, or I think it's called candies. Yeah. So, for example, I have a, I had a Pidgey. And... Every time you catch a Pidgey, you get three Pidgey candies. So you'll have a whole bunch of Pidgeys in your sort of in your inventory. Once you have at least once you have twenty five Pidgey candies, that's the requirement to evolve a Pidgey. So you pick maybe your Pidgey with the highest amount of CP that you've gotten because every Pokemon has a different number of CP by default. Mm-hmm. And then you can evolve it, and then it evolves from a Pidgey into a Pidgeotto, and then you do the same thing. Once you get 50 more Pidgey candies from catching Pidgey, you can evolve your Pidgeotto into a Pidgeot. That's so odd. I don't know if I like that. Yeah, it, it, it's weird. That's, that's um, really weird. Yeah. Like, why so, can't right, I just go outside and beat something up with my Pidgey instead yeah, of that, eating it candy? Yeah, and honestly, I, I I gotta be honest, like, I'm still pretty new, pretty, pretty soon into it. I've never actually won any of the gym battles, uh, mainly because the one I did win, the game crashed. Oh, like, no. tri- like like Tristan mentioned, where it just kind of froze when the Pokemon had no health left. Yep. Um, so I'm not sure exactly what happens when you win. I know you can set your Pokemon as a defender of that gym, so then other people can fight it, <clears throat> and it shows up sort of to the world to see it in that at that gym. Yeah. So so if you are if you are at a gym of a different color, you attack the gym and try and take over, take it over. Uh, if you visit a gym of your color. I believe what you do is you set one of your Pokemon as a defender, who, which then becomes one of the Pokemon that people have to beat in order to get through it. Right. I well, believe somebody, that's the way it works. Somebody did find a dead body while playing Pokemon Go. I thought that was just yeah. a joke. Oh. No, it was in well, Wyoming, now yeah. I, now I feel like a dick. Whoops. <laughs> no, nope. Somebody literally found a dead body in a lake or something or a river in Wyoming. I'm yeah. looking for a water Pokemon. Oh, that's a dead body. <laughs> Go, Pokeball! Yeah. You caught a dead body. I've never seen that one before. Yeah. Adding dead body to Pokedex. Oh. Um. Do you have anything of the dead body and nickname? Oh Bob. God! All right. Oh, All God. right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think I've gotten enough awful shit out of my system now. Um. But the other, the other, the other side to this is every time you catch any Pokemon, you get what are called what's called Stardust, and like a few hundred Stardust every time, mm-hmm. and you can actually power up your existing Pokemon and give them more health. Which more, also takes candies. Right, more power. It also takes one candy for okay. that Pokemon. Yeah. My poor phone is trying really hard to connect to the servers, and it's just not happening. It's yeah. just not happening. <laughs> no. it, it's not happening for people who have new phones, so yeah, don't feel yeah, bad. That's, that has nothing to do with your phone. That <sighs> That's more... That's more... Um, just their servers but as people stop playing it because let's be honest there'll be a drop off Mm -hmm. um the servers should improve i mean i i don't think it's realistic to expect them to have servers working for the first couple of weeks of the game maybe they should have invested a lot of money in extra servers but it's 
Pokemon Augmented Reality. Yeah. This is the closest thing we've had to a Pokemon MMO. Right. The writing should have been on the wall. Right. The the, shit's going to be nuts. I will say that not only is it the closest thing to an MMO, it's probably the best thing, the best kind of MMO for this kind of game. Like, I don't think I could go back and... I mean, obviously, like like a dedicated console experience or PC experience would probably be more in-depth, but this is just such a cool idea. Yeah. And it's pretty accessible to a lot of people because not everybody has the money to drop on a PC or a console. But (laughs) most people have a cell phone. Right. And and the other thing, of course, is it is free. I mean, they have microtransactions um, so that you can... Like, I bought, had to buy the lure modules, so I already already gave Pokemon Go $2. (laughs) Um, And I'm sure... You know what's wrong with gaming? Well... Dan, you are the cancer that... Nah, I'm fine. Yeah. But it's a free-to-play game, and so you know that's that's how they do it. It's freemium, right? So yep. that's that's the way this model works. And I can't imagine. I, I can't wait to see the actual numbers as to how much money they've actually made. I wonder um, if it'll get as crazy as a uh, Fallout Shelter, because Fallout Shelter know. was fucking nuts last year. Yeah, oh, it was. I I never played it, but I I, I downloaded it to my phone. And I just have never had a chance to try it. I really like it. I wish that it's again one of those things where my device is so old that it just crashes constantly. Yeah. My iPad is like I'll run this for maybe five minutes and then go. Yeah. But it's really good. I really like it. It's really cute, and part of me is hoping, not that it's actually possible, but with the. Uh, the vault workshop or whatever that's coming out uh for fallout 4 this summer like it'd be really cool if in some wacky weird way you could just transfer your fallout shelter vaults into fallout 4 not possible be nice because i have a really nice one that i was working on for a long time (laughs) nice uh did you hear about the people who are um making social experiments in fallout shelter Mm mm-mm so, because there's no, like, in-game system for doing it, you have to kind of figure out ways to do it yourself. So, uh, so like, one person was, no, no, it, my vault is going to be females only. Oh, God. Any men who try and, jo- who try and come into the vault are going to be left out, are going to be sent outside on, on missions, and then left outside the door. <laughs> only being brought in when I need to breed you know new dwellers or get some good stuff they may have gotten from outside but yeah that's amazing I love it so but, that's one um, what are some of the other ones I found uh, I think someone tried to do it without building water purifiers oh Jesus and only relied on water they got from um, from wasteland exploration. You can't see the look on my face, but it's not a happy one right now. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. So, um, so one of those kind of make your own challenges. But yeah, anyway. But yeah, circling back to um, Pokemon Go, uh, the. Like, it's just so cool to see the camaraderie and to see, like, what people are doing together. Like, I'm seeing couples everywhere playing this game together. Aww. Like, on dates. Lucky bastards. Disgusting. I'm Filthy seeing... breeders. How dare uh, they? 
Earlier today, I went on a Pokemon walk, and I saw these pe these guys across the street, like this bicycle gang, just like this group of like kids, like four or five kids. Biker Jimmy wants to battle. Yeah, and His they literally are so comfy. They could just tell that I was playing Pokemon Go, and they all gave me like the you know the head nod, and I, and I gave it back, and it was just tons <laughs> of fun, like from across the street. It was just so cool. And these guys were literally on their bicycles, just driving around playing Pokemon. I know last night. Um, a couple of friends, actually a couple of, I mean, I'm not going to say their names on the air, Tristan, but a couple of, um, Apple employees were out in Providence yep. and they, they, you know, they ran into me at AS, at, at ASU 20 and like they had been literally walking around all night, just drinking, like bar hopping and playing Pokemon Go. It's just, it's just the coolest experience, uh, for that reason alone, but that's kind of amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like actually... Um. And honestly, like, my eight-year-old self was just peeing my pants with joy earlier when I evolved my first Pokemon in Pokemon Go. It was like I was literally eight years old again playing Pokemon Yellow or Aww. Red or whatever it was. Yeah, I will say the best thing i found thus far in it uh, is just this one random Psyduck derping around Providence Place Mall. Aww, <laughs> and, I'm like, and I'm like, oh, hey, look, it's your average Providence Place customer. <laughs> Oh my god. I was gonna say, that's no, like, no, no. That's my boyfriend's favorite Pokemon, probably. Now um, I wish that I could get it to work so I could catch one and name it after him. Because I always do that in Pokemon. Is I'll catch a Psyduck and I'll name it after him. And I'll never evolve it to Golduck. Nice. That's awesome. That's what, so that's why I always evolve a Raichu. But I always have a Pikachu on standby too that I name Love Song. Because I'm not going to write you a love song. Oh my god. Oh my lord. Oh Jesus. Good. Good. God. That was my chest. Did you guys want to say anything more about Pokemon Go? Are we good to move on? I think we're good. Cool. Yeah, we're good. So I think the next thing we wanted to talk about, um, and Al, you can speak to this too, because it sounds like something you really wanted to, to talk about, is what some. So about three or four years ago, um, I was kind of perusing YouTube as I think, and this is I think how a lot of people came across this. But I was perusing YouTube, and I saw I found a speedrun for Super Mario sixty four or for Zelda Ocarina of Time rather, um, done in like fifteen minutes, and it was this weird this weird thing called awesome games done quick and it was like 2012 or 2013 when this happened and ever since then i've been hooked um to this to this event so there there are two events every year uh awesome games done quick is typically in january and then summer games done quick typically takes place in july in this past week of recording here and hopefully i'll get this episode up right after we film just before the uh, it ends this time around, but they have the summer games done quick. And what it basically is, if you're not familiar, is it's this charity, um, this this charitable event they have for a week straight, where they have you know day and day and night, 24 hours a day for seven days, you know seven days, a live stream of people playing video games really fast and beating them really fast with glitches. Sometimes it's just impressive speed tech tech. Um, and all their money goes to charity. So Awesome Games Done Quick is uh, the Prevent Doctors Cancer Foundation. Without, well, mm -hmm. I was going to say, one of the main ones that you see is Doctors Without Borders as well. Yeah, that, yeah that's Summer Games Done Quick, yeah. So 
the way they do it is awesome games done quick is prevent cancer foundation and summer games is medicine sans frontieres which is the french way of saying or the broken french way of rather of saying doctors without borders it's not that um, thing from metal gear no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, that's what all, my friend asked me once they're like wait isn't that the thing from metal gear and i'm like no that's <laughs> that's a different thing that's very different they do uh, the opposite of healing people <laughs> they hurt people they hurt people real real bad uh, real bad uh, uh, yeah all all um all proceeds go to fox die it's pretty awesome uh <laughs> but no uh all kidding aside, it's a really special event. I, I think it's awesome that these guys do it. I mean, they raise a lot of money, too. It sounds like a stupid thing, but... I mean, 2013, they weren't raising a ton, but at this point, they're raising a mil to a mil and a half, like, every time. And they yeah. do this twice a year, and it's it's awesome. And um, Ali and I were both... It's amazing, too, because I saw it live, and I didn't... It just was. It's one of, like, three runs I've seen, just on accident. But I think you wanted to talk about Momodora. Is it Momodori? Yeah, uh, Momodora Revier Under yeah. the Moonlight. Yeah, Revier Under the Moonlight or something, yeah. Which it's not a game myself I'm that familiar with, but one of my friends really likes it and is a big fan slash friend of Half Coordinated. So I was like, mm-hmm. I better go watch this because uh, the way I got introduced to it was I have a group of friends that aren't themselves speedrunners for the most part, but they have a lot of friends in the speedrunning community. And yep. these are all these guys who go way back in the day into the long days gone of something awful let's play forum so oh it's God. like yeah got some good old goons got some good old <laughs> goons here no they're great guys so that's how i really got into it and because my boyfriend is friends with them too so they're like here's these people they play games really really fast give them money i'm like oh that okay that's neat so i um i tuned in for half coordinated um Momodora speedrun, which, uh, Tristan, are you familiar with, uh, Half Coordinated at all? Um, I, I feel terrible because I completely forget what it is exactly, but he has a condition where he can only use his left hand pretty much, hence the name Half Coordinated. So he did a one-handed speedrun of Momodora in, like, oh god, um, I think the, the time he gave himself was 30 minutes, and it was less than that. Mm-hmm. Something, something crazy like that. Well, let me. Yeah, and the ending of the speedrun, he gave this beautiful speech about what it means to be a gamer and how you know you can be a gamer with disabilities and how that doesn't have to hinder you or like let people look down on you. Just it was, it was really awesome. I really, really loved it. Yeah, I, I think I think the biggest testament I can give to that ending speech and just to the speedrun in general is that even the Twitch crowd, like even the Twitch chat, was like on his side and emotional. Yeah, which I don't think I've ever seen. From there's Twitch a picture chat. of him um, hugging someone, and it's like you you ever just see an image of people where they're just really deep in an emotion, and it starts to evoke that emotion in oh, you. Yeah. That's what oh, I yeah. feel when I look at this picture. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty special. I think at one point during the run, his dad donated, and that was yeah, pretty special. Yeah, it was really sweet. It was They were like, they read the message, and they were like, haha, it's your dad. And he goes, no, it's my dad. I'm like, oh, that's really, <laughs> that's really awesome. Yeah, let's see. Oh, it was, they set the time, I think, for 35 minutes, and he finished it at 31 minutes, 58 seconds. Yeah. 
and and the run was like pretty impressive. I mean, it's it's kind of like a Metroidvania kind of game, or more more in line with Castlevania, I'd say. I guess. Yeah. Um. You play as a of, little priestess, and you beat things up with a leaf, and you can also turn into a cat. So Tristan, you'd probably really like it. <laughs> no. Uh. Uh-uh. It's like Castlevania, but anime. And the difficulty the guy played it on too, let's not forget, was called insane. And basically the way it worked is any hit in the entire game yeah. killed you. That's the other part of the speedrun. That was insane. Yeah, I mean, I think we pretty much wrapped it up on that. It was just it was just one that I kept hearing about from my friends. I was like, okay, I guess I better check this out. This guy sounds like he's really good. This game sounds like it's pretty good. And that's that's honestly kind of the thing I really like about games done quick is it either shows me games i never would have thought of playing or games that i'm like oh wow that's something i haven't played in a really really long time i should go back and play that again because half the time it's like stuff that i played when i was really young so i wasn't particularly good at them and got really frustrated with them and gave up really easily on them and then i go back and see people playing them i'm like okay maybe it's actually not that impossible (laughs) and i just need to have a little more patience yeah, I, I agree. I think one of the, my favorite ones that they actually play quite often is Goof Troop. Have you ever seen one of those speedruns? Oh my god, yeah. So so Goof Troop is literally a game that I had when I was like six years old. And I used to play with my sister all the time. And um, it was just one of my favorite games. And I didn't think anybody cared about it at all. And I thought it was just one of those, like, as I got older, I was like, wow, that was just a stupid game that I only I owned. And to like to go back and see them all playing it, it was awesome. It really is a good game. <laughs> it's a ton of fun. There you and go. I, I typically I'll donate during the Goof Troop run because I'll usually get my donation read because there aren't a lot of people donating during it, and it's just it's just like sort of my tradition. So I've actually had my donation read a couple of times during Goof Troop. Yeah. <laughs> um. So so that's that's tons of fun. But yeah, no that that half coordinated thing came out of nowhere. He was actually on the couch the game before that. Yes. It was actually the the guy who is with Vulagen, who's pretty involved in the speedrunning community. He um, and he has it seems like he has sort of like a lisp going on or some sort of like slight speech impediment. So there's probably there's probably some story there for sort of how gaming's helped him cope a little bit. I mean I don't know. Yeah. It it just seems like it it it's, it's like a hot point for him when he's playing games and when I he's kind of talking about that. I think that speaks to an important thing in games too. Like you see all this really crummy stuff that happens in the gaming community but at the same time games really help people cope with some pretty serious stuff like it's it's nowhere near the same thing but there is a point in my life where like I had a really bad foot injury and I couldn't go outside and I was all alone by myself because I lived in the second story of my building and there was no elevator so I just stayed inside the apartment all week and all I did was play Mass Effect 2 and I was like I think I'm going to make it through this because I'm having a lot of fun and I'm feeling less crappy about myself. And that's also part of the reason why I really like Okami because I got into Okami. Actually, oh, what was it? Sometime last week is like basically the anniversary of when I first played that game (laughs) eight years ago. Nice. And that game always just, it's one of those things I go to whenever I'm feeling really kind of down and crummy about anything in my life and I play it and I feel better. Yeah, that was me with um when I was like uh, in my mid teens, you know, like the angsty 
everything's really emotional, like everything sucks, boy, you know, mm-hmm. teenage boy years. Um, that was right around the time that Katamari Damacy came out, mm. and and for yeah, <laughs> and that was that was my game for me. Like that was my I I just need to like have a moment and play Katamari for half an hour, and it always <laughs> just put a big smile on my face. So that that was my that was my game. So yeah, I, I think that's one of the reasons why I like it because there is all that negative press about games and sort of what the, what it's doing and this sort of side of the internet of people who just complain about everything, go on forums and shut people down. And yeah. but then you have this other half where you can kind of go back and just kind of kind of relive the fun times um, and also just kind of see gamers doing something for a real cause and sort of coming together for something. It's, it's really special. Which it doesn't mean that we should point out that we should stop pointing out the negative stuff because there's a lot yeah. of stuff out there that really does need to get addressed and has been pretty much swept under the rug until like the last, you know, three or four years, even more so. Right. But it's nice to have that escape from reality and that is why, in the end, I probably will never play Pokemon Go, because it's going to have to make me confront reality and go outside. <laughs> uh, it actually, actually, related to all of this, um, there was a international symposium held in Europe, uh, I think, like, a week or two ago, uh, about digital media and the way it's sort of bringing, and the way digital media and the internet is sort of bringing people together, um, and MatPat of Game Theory was chosen as one of the representatives from the U.S. and also represents sort of like gamer culture and stuff. Um, and there were a lot of really important people there. Like, like for example, Pope Francis was there. Um, and MatPat actually, there everyone was asked to bring something kind of representing or indicative of what, for what they are representing. And uh, MatPat actually chose to gave a Steam download code for Undertale to Pope Francis as kind of an example of where where kind of game culture is sort of advancing because it was such because Undertale is such sort of a positive um, such a positive thing to kind of come out of the community as a game huh. As instead, of, because most of what people see from gamers is, oh, it's another Call of Duty or games breed violence or what have you. Um, so he brought in Undertale as you know a game that you can complete without actually harming anybody. Right, and that that aspect is definitely unique. But what's ironic about that is that it's basically Earthbound 2016 in a lot of ways. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of funny because at the same time, not to go too deep into this, at the same time you have a lot of people who are like, I'm a really hardcore gamer and I hate Undertale because it's all about the SJWs and feelings and it's a bad game. I hate Toby (laughs) Fox, blah. And I don't know, I've never seen a game that tries to promote such positivity be met with such negativity by... It's so polarized. You either love it or you hate it. And it's very rare to find people who feel kind of meh about it in the in-between. I'm one of the people... Because it's about feelings and I repress my own and I don't want to confront them, which this game will make me. Well, I hate it because, like, it's about feelings. No, shut up, bro. Let's go play Madden. um, And it's... I, I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's just... I... Huh. 
I'm not I'm not a big fan of game theory, but I like the fact that he brought that game. That's really cool. That that is awesome. Um I, I need to finish that. I need to finish it. I'm I I kinda got through like the tutorial area and started playing like the main the main game and I've been playing Pacifist so far. Yay. I really <laughs> I really want to get through that. Have you, did you beat it, Allie? Um, I've played through most of it. I need to I need to finish my pacifist run, and then there's a very deep, dark part of my heart that wants to do a genocide run, and then like yeah. I can't, I can't do it. So, so I started with a genocide run. You monster! Because, because everyone does pacifist run first, and I was like, I, I want to see where the other side is. I want to see what happens if you try and play this as if it were any other JRPG or like any other right. RPG like this. Uh, I could not finish it. I could not bring myself to finish my genocide run. Interesting. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, well, let's <laughs> let's hold that thought. I think that th- that would be an awesome spoiler cast at some point. Yes. Let's yeah. let's definitely do that one. Let me definitely finish that, and let's definitely have a. Dan Undertale writes it down cast. in his list of things to do. My, my list. On on what? on the plus side, on the plus side to me is doing a genocide run first. I didn't accidentally kill Goat Mom. Oh, thank mm-hmm. God. The first time. God. No, I intentionally no, wait, killed Goat Mom. I had to think about that for a second. You monster. Right. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> no, because because that's what everyone does. Everyone's like, no, I'll play pacifist. And then they assume, oh, okay, I'll, I gotta get to here because it's a tutorial. And then they accidentally kill Goat I, Mom. I got, I got through it. We'll talk yeah. about it in our spoiler cast for Undertale, but that's awesome. <laughs> cool. Anything else that you guys want to cover before we talk about Overwatch? Uh, so I have a kind of important piece sure. of news regarding YouTube and legality and Is this sure. about CS:GO. Uh, yes, oh gosh, oh, I didn't. I was just I was just watching a Twitch about that. There was like a big tournament today for for CS:GO. So so apparently I I don't really play Counter Strike. So I'm, this is kind of was new to me is that apparently there is a huge, huge uh, gambling scene on CS:GO, gambling for item skins, which you can then sell for real money. Mm. The big problem with this is that it's unregulated, right? Um, because as far as like, there's no age limit to get into this because you're not gambling. You're quote unquote not gambling with money. You're gambling with digital merchandise. Right. But this is stuff that can that you can tra- change into money super easily. And there are a lot of different sites for doing this. Um, and it has recently come to light that these two very popular YouTubers who have a lot of highly watched videos about this. Um, actually own one of the sites. And most of their footage is them on the site that they own. Hi guys, I'm T. Martin, and I just totally found and totally do not own this awesome gambling website. Like, <laughs> shit like that. There's actually a really, really good um, video by H3H3 Productions on YouTube laying out the whole yep. thing. Yeah, it lays out... Yeah, go see H3H3's video. It lays it out, like, very specifically... Um, so not only, and these people have millions of subscribers. Who I will bet you most of whom are children. 
Yep. Like, most assuredly. Yep. And who have probably lost a crap ton of money. Um, because they can manipulate everything on the site during their streams to make it look like... It, I just won, like, four grand in, like, ten well, minutes. Also, it's their great. stuff has super clickbaity titles, like, how to win 50 gajillion dollars really, really easily yep. and shit like that. Yep. But here's... And here's the important thing. So this has come to light. There's been a huge backlash against it. But here's the important thing, is that what they have done is illegal. What they have done is straight up illegal. Because here in America, if you are doing any sort of promotional thing for something you are involved in, or that you have a personal stake in, or that you've received compensation for, you have to acknowledge that. Right. Either somewhere. You either have to say, like, as a subtitle in your video, that this has been a paid promotional video. Or this is a site. This is for a video for a site that I own. It is a federal law in the United States that you have to do this, and these two have not. In no way, shape, or form do they ever say that they are in any way affiliated with the site that they use. Sounds like these guys have to start talking to Hillary Clinton. Get some. Well, so so the question is now. And what kind of what the internet's kind of waiting on is what's the actual fallout of this going well, to? Well, it's more like when is the law actually going to catch up with this shit? Because pretty much everybody who hears about this can look at it and point to it and say, "Yes, this is gambling." Is it gambling under the strictest form of the law? No, but it's definitely gambling, and this is super fucking illegal. Yes, and there is actually, I believe, a class action lawsuit against Valve right there now. There is, because Valve has basically not yes. really done much to circumvent this. Regulate it, stop it, and have, if anything, made it easier for people to do so. Also, yeah. I love, T. Martin had a um, an apology video about it, and when he's doing his apology video, you can see this giant-ass card that he has in the background, which, spend your money how you will, it just it seems kind of in gross taste that he's going... I'm really sorry. I should have been better about disclosing stuff. Meanwhile, in the background, you see his really fancy house and this really nice car that he's probably mm-hmm. bought with all this yeah. money. Like that awful YouTube yeah. ad with that guy with the Lambo. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it just just it, it sickens me that that these people have made all this much money and not thus far there's been no repercussions for them blatantly breaking the law. It makes me wonder what it's like when they do their taxes. Yeah, right? Um, I, I just want to say that as long as our YouTube channel... I, I want to address this. Is, I just want to say that as long as the 3 Boy YouTube channel is in my hands, as long as I have control over it, we will never do anything paid promotional. Everything we do, all the money we will earn from our YouTube channel will be our own ad revenue as generated by YouTube and Google. Yep. Everything you see from us, every th- the spoiler cast, we don't earn any money on this podcast. We do this because it's fun and because we like doing it. And anything you see or hear from us are our own goddamn opinions. That is correct. 
You you want integrity in journalism? You're getting it right God, here. This makes me wish Barrow was here for this. Yeah, I, this I do wish Barrow was here. <laughs> he would. Barrow would be right beside me on this. I'll bet he would be. No, we should. We should honestly. Th- that is that is our promise to you, our listeners. And and we should totally revisit this. Um, in like another episode, maybe or something with 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 Barra. With Barra, um, yeah. Literally have an episode about it or something. Like even if it's like a shortened, just sort of PSA or just sort of like sort of discussion, be pretty cool. Yeah, this is something we talk about on our YouTube channel trailer, or at least the first one before we added up the, the Welcome Barra video. Um, yeah, I. This is kind of a big deal on, on stuff like YouTube right now, and I wanted to make sure we addressed it and make sure our listeners, we love you guys, know our stance on this. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Thanks, Tris. I'm just here for the free airtime. Yeah. <laughs> now let's get hype! Let's get hype about well, Overwatch. Let's, 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 let's build our hype over a short break. How does that sound? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to drink more of this weird All right. Japanese milk soda it's delicious milks when we come back is it like cream soda when we come back and we've had more japanese milk soda <laughs> we will go <laughs> we will go into detail about overwatch the new craze talk about our favorite characters what we like what we don't like so much and um our thoughts overall on the game so see you in a few Welcome back 
Um, as promised, we are now going to sort of jump right in and, and start talking about Overwatch and sort of what we thought about it. Um, Booty Watch. So, yeah. So Overwatch has been getting a lot of attention. There's tons of YouTube videos out there, tons of articles about it. Um, Blizzard's sort of trying become... to stop the porn. What's yeah. that? Don't Blizzard's trying to stop, stop porn. Uh, the porn. Yeah. Because they people can't are making stop. a lot of Overwatch porn with the assets, so Blizzard's like... They Here's can't a DMCA stop the DMCA takedown for the porn. They can't stop the porn. You can't stop it. It's, I can't even. So, I once tried, just on a whim, to try and keep up with the Rule 34 page for Overwatch for like a day <laughs> to see if I could keep up. Not as not like physically keep up, but like keep up being like, okay, I've seen all these. I could not. <laughs> There's, that day, there's literally more Overwatch porn made than I and uploaded to Rule Thirty Four than I could look at. All right, <laughs> it's kind of nuts. And that has been your porn cast. Yeah, <laughs> that's been your boner cast. <laughs> Anywho, until episode forty. No, I'm just kidding. Um, um you, no, there is a there is a ludicrous amount. Of Overwatch porn, like something that it, it's it kind of needs to be addressed. The guys, slow down. Your crazy game. Last. Maybe you know, Maybe that explains all of the terrible randos I get paired with. Is that they're too busy drawing Overwatch porn as opposed to actually playing the game? Maybe. <laughs> So, so on the note, Overwatch is a team-based shooter so in the vein of like a Team Fortress 2. Um, actually kind of has a similar art style, kind of cartoony, fun vibe to it. With sort of like an adult overtone, or undertone to it, rather. Um, it's made by Blizzard. Um, I, I, it's almost not even worth bringing this stuff up, because if you're listening to the Overwatch spoiler cast, you probably know all this. So I guess we'll just we'll just jump right in and, and sort of speak about kind of how we feel about the game um, itself. Now... Uh, Ali, I know you played it on beta mostly. Mm-hmm. You're upgrading your computer currently, or in the process of looking into that, right? Or am I totally yeah. wrong about that? What? No, you are not. You are not incorrect. All right. So I've been. And will that be? So I've been playing. Will that be um, your game of choice once you upgrade, or are you looking um, really for something else to play? I'll probably get to that at some point when I'm like, here's forty dollars that I definitely don't need to save on anything important. That's my right. problem right now. Is because right. especially because it was perfectly timed for the Steam summer sale, I was telling Tristan during the break that I set my budget for twenty bucks. I went over by like a dollar, and I got like eight games. Mm-hmm. Nice. So nice. So I will and say I have a huge been, backlog. So I will say I have been playing on PS4. Um, mm-hmm. I, if you can play on console, do so. We're gonna address the the. Uh, PS4 peasant Xbox peasantry as part of this. Wait, what? Uh, the game is significantly worse on console. Oh, I, I thought you just said the opposite. No, if you can play on on PC, do so. Oh, okay. the game is significantly worse on console. Oh, I thought I think you said it the opposite, but that, I, that's what I thought you were getting at, and I think that's what most people would, would think you, we would be getting at is that the PC version is better. Uh, I never, I haven't well, played it on PC. Well, no, I'm not just talking on PS4. I'm, I'm not just talking about mouse and keyboard versus controller. Sure. There are social and uh, 
game engine and interface tweaks that are unique to the PC version. Yeah, so why don't you go? Yeah, go over those because I'm actually not super familiar. Obviously, I know mouse mouse keyboard. I know some of the social stuff you're probably going to touch upon, but go ahead yeah. and go for it. Okay, so let me put it this way: on PS4, if you are part of a group, say you're playing with your friends, you cannot leave a game without leaving the group. Yeah, that is pretty lame. Which is a pain in the ass. When you're like, hold on, hold on, we've done this. Whoops, whoops, I accidentally misset something on our custom game type. Now all six people have been disconnected from the group, and we have to do everything all over again. Or, Or, hey, I have a loot box I really want to open. Can we go look at that so everybody has to bail and then come back? Yep. Or, cool, we're done playing bots to warm up. Let's go do a quick play. Oh, wait, now we have to redo everything. Everything we've created. It is a glaring omission. Also... And I think something that can probably be patched, though, right? Also on PS4... Well, I don't think it can, at least not on PS4, because it's tied into the PS4's party system. Ah, okay. Also, on console, there's no way to mute individual players. Right. So if you have someone on your team who, for some reason, has their microphone plugged in while they're, like, dictating their goddamn shopping list to their kid or to their mom, more often than not, you can't, you can't mute that. Or if you get someone who's just... Yeah, I mean, the- <sighs> My favorite is... Um, like in the background. With, yeah. Like, ugh. Yeah, there, there's there's nothing you can do except leave the fucking game and hope you get a better team. I kind of want to do that now, though. I kind of want to go into a, a like a, a group and just sort of start blasting like I don't know, like two thousands era Little John or something like that. Just something I was gonna really say obnoxious. it has to be really shitty rap, or um, it can't be the actual melody or lyrics mm. to I, a reggaeton song. It just has okay. to be. Doop, 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 doop. Because that's what I heard okay. like ninety percent of the time, no, at least when I used to play Mass Effect. The most no lie, no lie. I went into a game where someone had their mic like next to their speaker, and they were playing and singing along to Backstreet oh, Boys. That, oh, that's awesome. That I, that's I better, no joke. That's better, but still bad. No joke. This literally happened. That's great. And God. they were I mean, apparently. Only people doing quick play that night. Because every time I tried to join a quick play game, it kept dropping me into that group. Oh God! <laughs> Ew. Yeah. the the way The way I would suggest getting out of that is group chat. Because once you you know just enable group chat on PlayStation or whatever, that kind of alleviates that. Um, t- kind of tying into that, I think that this is one of those games that really is best played with friends. Um, totally. Since it is a since it is, a, and I know that's always the case. Like I think there's always going to be a, an increased amount of enjoyment in a, in a game when you play it with friends. But I think in this one, it's a pretty wide gap between playing with random people and playing with yeah. your friends because of the because it really is a strategic game. There's a lot of communication that needs to happen. But it, but I think it also perfectly strikes the balance of not being too serious. Like you don't have to sit there and literally 
yell commands at each other the whole time and really freak out about the game. You know, you can talk about, you know, what happened last night or whatever, and then occasionally just have, like, a chat about, oh, you know, you should really switch to Hanzo. Oh, you should really switch to McCree, whatever whatever the case is. Oh, uh, you know, I really need you over here um, while you're talking about cool stuff um, or just kind of social stuff. Uh, but it really does need to happen with a real group. I think I found one or two games where people were actually kind of in sync uh, in a random group. Yeah. But typically it's just stuff like the Backstreet Boys or just nobody's using chat and people are just kind of roguing it out. Or you've got Maze uh, ice walling off their own team deliberately. Right. <laughs> well, that's more player to player, but I'm just saying like the communication channel, you get a lot of rogues and then there really is no way to communicate to people that, yeah. like, hey, you know, you should really go do this now, or hey, oh my god, switch off of Widowmaker. We are pushing an objective. If you're going to play yeah. a sniper, switch to fucking Hanzo. And I haven't played in, like, a week or so, but I, I, I will say that um, that is one of those those things where people just aren't, almost don't know or just don't want to switch characters. And, and that's why the communication is so important because you really don't get points as, as just so, sort of a murderer. Right. Like, you really need to go in and capture the objective, and you're going to get a lot more points doing that. Like, seriously, you are just play the fucking objective, people! Yeah. That's why I like um. Mercy. I feel really competent in games like this whenever I play uh, support characters. And you are doing God's work, Allie. You are doing God's work playing support. <laughs> Well, it makes me sad because people are like, well, people only play support because they're bad at the game. It's like, yeah. Support your support! Like, I'm not going to be great if I try to play as an offensive character, especially if I do move over to mouse and keyboard now. But at the same time, somebody's got to do it. Like, I have some of my favorite memories are playing Borderlands 2 with my group of friends that I always played Borderlands games with. And I always played as Lilith or Maya. And they're like you're the best Maya player ever because you were just running around not only murdering the shit out of things, but also healing the shit out of us. And we don't know how you do it. And that's why I really like playing as Lucio yeah. in Overwatch because he's a support character, but he also does damage. Um, um, and he's if, not- if you want to play a support character who does damage, play as Zenyatta, even though he is the worst hero right now. Yeah, that's that's what I'm hearing is that he's abs- he's actually like statistically the worst hero nobody plays nobody played him in professional yeah and and the reason for that is that he's he's the squishiest character so if you get yourself anywhere near an objective um or anything he's gonna get killed pretty quick but he does he does damage and he's like the ultimate counter for tourborn and um bastion i find because he just does damage from far away yeah he does um Um, i've also seen the uh, Ridiculous Discord orbs. Mm-hmm. So I, what I what I understand, Tristan, I'm assuming that we both watched the same YouTube video that went over this. So what I'm saying probably won't shock you, but what I understand about Zenyatta's character is that in beta, his orbs lasted forever. Yes, they did. Um, yeah, yeah, they did. And in the new one, basically, once you get out of sight of somebody for like like a three seconds or something like that those orbs come back to you. So you have to either stay with the person or stay with the bad guy. Um, or you just have to keep moving with it. Um, the other problem with him, and this is actually something that I noticed. I didn't really notice the Discord thing because I didn't play beta. But the other big piece with Zenyatta's character is that um, his special really does go against everything he stands for. So his special is 
Zenyatta's very much a stand back and support character. Yep. He's got a kind of a sniper attitude. You can kind of throw orbs and help your team from far away. Throw an orb on your player and let him run into the kind of the fray. Mm-hmm. And he's squishy, so you don't want him in the middle of a giant firefight because he's going to die quickly. Oh, he'll die super so, fast. <clears throat> the problem is Zenyatta's special is the exact opposite. Zenyatta's special is basically you have to be in the middle of the fray. Zenyatta's special is he basically becomes Lucio. Only yeah, he can't Zenyatta's- attack. <laughs> right, so Zenyatta's special is he becomes invincible and he just floats around and heals anybody nearby, which is kind of what Lucio does, but I think it's amplified with Zenyatta mm-hmm. um, when he's in his special form. The problem is you have to be near people for it to work, and <laughs> that kind of goes against everything that he does because once he comes out of his shield, he's toast. Um, so that's why you know they need to maybe buff him a little bit or change his mechanics a little bit. The but... other character I think needs buffing is Pharah <laughs> because she only has 200 health. And she's in mm-hmm. goddamn power armor? How does that work? Right. right. Yeah, I also found playing her that her rocks were kind of weak. Yeah. But maybe maybe that's for um, a reason. I don't, I don't there's play splash as damage much, so. this week. If you can score a direct hit, they do a crap ton of damage. Yeah. If you can score a direct shot. Well, I guess that means that I just suck as Farah Because <laughs> I wasn't doing a lot of damage. So I must have been missing my target every time. Um... She was Lucio. the other one I played as a lot in the beta. It was her, Mercy, and May. I tried Tracer, and I was just... I was really not feeling Tracer, it. Tracer needs to do more damage. Like, just a little bit more, I feel. I, I Honestly, I think that if Tracer... It, if, you're, if you're a good Tracer player, I think they do plenty of damage, because if you're really using all of her skills at once, she's pretty dangerous. Yeah, yeah and that's, that's the thing that I couldn't get, was it was too much, like... I don't know... I just was not feeling her powers, which makes me sad because it's you know, basically I, I will the say main character according to all the advertising. I'd like to play as her more, but then I just really, really fell in love with playing as Mercy. Yeah, I, I will say that a good tracer is a pain in the butt to deal with. Mm-hmm. I will also say that if you have a competent Mercy player, because I Mercy which was the, one of the first heroes I. I played as Mercy as one of my first characters too, and I, I like her. She doesn't do much damage, but she's an incredible healer. So, and if you're, <laughs> so okay. I, I just want to say really quick, really quick. Um, back during the beta, the the weekly brawl for the beta was random heroes. I had one game where somehow five of us ended up as Mercies with one McCree, and we <laughs> were unstoppable. Yeah, I was the only Mercy actually shooting. I got more kills that round as Mercy than I have ever seen before, and no one could kill me. Right, because you're gonna heal by three other Mercies or whatever. And damage boosted by another. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I think in general the grouping ones are pretty fun. Um, I like them because there's oh, there's typically a strategy against them, but it really does throw you off guard. I really liked, um, I, I did a round where everybody was Chorborn with their turrets, and eventually we just had to come up with a new strategy, but once we did, they sort of broke broke down. I was playing around as all Chorborns, they could not budge us, and we had a sea of armor boosts. Yeah. I, I, I saved the picture, I actually have it, it, because it is amazing. That's awesome. I've also seen videos of Symmetra players in a group where they have their turrets by like an arch. Yep. I mean, basically, yeah. just like a wall. The of gateway death. of death. That's really cool. Uh, okay, so a really, so guys, a really good combo is like two Symmetras and a uh, Roadhog. 
Yep. S- set your turrets around a gate and have the roadhog hook people through the gate. Yep. Oh, that's dirty. It's beautiful. It's I almost as was... it's almost as good a team up as May plus a junk rat. May puts up an ice wall to block someone from retreating. Junkrat throws his explosive onto the ice wall and sets it off. Well, that's good. <laughs> it's beautiful. I had a game. Um, I had a game back in the beta, which I don't know if it's viable at all now. But it was a. Uh, we were three mercies and three Reinhardts. <laughs> so yeah. each Reinhardt got their own mercy <laughs> to follow okay. them around. Okay, guys. It's gross. If you're in mercy attached to a Reinhardt, do not heal them. Because your heal does not heal their shield. Damage boost them. Buff, 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 buff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when I was playing... When the game first came out, out of beta, um, I was playing Mercy, and, it, and our teams were untouchable. And it was only because people didn't really understand the strategy at that time. Kill really have the Mercy! That you really have to go for the Mercy. It's like and TF2. So, Kill yeah. the Medic first. Yep. Um... But what I really like about this game is that really every character in the game is pretty viable, like in some way, shape, or form. Like everybody has a place, and the fact that you can switch characters mid-game really helps. Um, yeah, that's really nice. You can change nice. strategies. It, it keeps the game moving fast. As also as somebody who doesn't have a lot of time to play games, sometimes sometimes I just have weeks or where I just can't play video games or don't have much time. You can sit down and you can play a couple rounds of this pretty quickly, and they're going to be fun. Um, and they're going to be fast and frenetic, and they'll be over, but they'll be a ton of fun, and you can just get along with your day. So yep. I, I appreciate that as well. Um, I know they kind of that, that's sort of their mantra now. I know they, they kind of did that with Heroes of the Storm as well, where a lot of MOBAs are really kind of these long, long-winded experiences, and I know they kind of shortened it, or I under from what I understand, they shortened it for Heroes of the Storm. But I just appreciate that too. Um, also, everybody's um, got a nice butt in this game. Yes. Yep. That's AKA booty watch. No, I almost got into an actual fist fight with my boyfriend because he was like, "Tracer's the nicest looking," and I'm like, "Excuse you, the best Overwatch waifu is May. I will literally no, fight you no, over this, you fuck." No, best Overwatch waifu is Diva. No, that's because you're D- fucking. Mecha Gremlin is, is best waifu. She, I told, I was explaining to him, I'm like, I want to like Diva as a waifu, but she's like pushing all my Neon Genesis Evangelion buttons in the wrong ways. Plug suit fetish! Really Plug suit fetish for days! But, I, uh, but May <laughs> just looks like she's so nice to hug. She just May is soft. evil. May is evil. <laughs> May is see, far there's too a evil. great video I found of a guy he was playing as May and I forget what map it was but it's like a sort of like a little um, not like a pagoda entirely but it's a room that has two entrances and it was like, a point capture objective and he was ice walling his May into a corner to cap the point yeah and not get hit because he was hiding behind the ice wall I was like oh yeah. that's dirty May is, May is straight up evil. Evil! The, evil! I love the dirty ice waifu. I just, my, one of my favorite things that came out of this is um, Reaper, and uh, specifically, uh, Ali, I know you're, you're big into the Twitters. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> Have you, 
do you do you follow at reaper names on twitter hold on let's go see have i missed any really good ones from today let's see king king one hitler (laughs) oh my god yep yep hold on hold on there's some really good ones let me find them have have you seen the overwatch crew as uh waiters no, but that sounds amazing. So, oh, so Soulless um, Demon Six Six Six. Yeah, <laughs> my favorite one I've seen so far today is Mister Killboy TV. God, <laughs> that's a good. Oh wait, I didn't see this one. Red Hot Mama. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so the the Overwatch characters is uh, as waiters. Currently, I've seen two thus far. One is Tracer. Cheers, love. The calories here. Calories here. Oh. The ca- oh. Wow. And the other is Captain Reaper. Cock. And the <laughs> other is Captain too. Cock. God. I, I, I like the ones that aren't I, that aren't weird, like the ones that are. Hot I like the ones guns. that are just like. You would be a Reaper, like Dark Metal Blade, yeah. where the A in Dark is with a spell with a four. Oh, they're just the other price. Well, the other one I've seen of these is Reaper, and and what I've seen of Reaper as a waiter is just. Pie, pie, pie! Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, let's talk about the specials because I think there's a huge disparity right now in whose specials are, are better Ice than others. Ice the like, popo. Sorry, I'll stop. You've got people. You got people like Zenyatta who have like literally like I couldn't even imagine a worse special that you could give a character. Or Bastion. Right, or Bastion, and then you and then you've got people like like um reaper who you just literally walk into an area and hit the triangle button or, or q e key or i'm sorry q key and you basically just get the play of the game right there like that's all you have to do mm-hmm. yeah um i also tried to be really bad with Junkrat special because i actually really do enjoy playing as Junkrat. oh Junkrat is mechanic. super fun i love but, like his Junkrat. wheel is so easy it's just like you just i don't know it, it's almost like you can't it used to be either. easy people and bots have both gotten very good at shooting it. Oh, okay. Because it has health. Right. So if it is shot up enough before it reaches the target... Oh, well, so much for that. I also find it interesting, and maybe this has changed again, a lot can change in a week with this game, but I also find it interesting that the kind of the, the cover character, other than Tracer, is Winston, and I, I really don't see a lot of Winston players. Yeah, I don't. I didn't see a lot of Winstons when I was in the beta, which is weird considering he seems like a pretty solid character. He is. He's a good character, but he's also a very. He's also a hard counter for uh, Symmetra, Widowmaker, Hanzo, Lesser. And Torbjorn. He is a big anti-defense counter. Because what he okay. can do is he can jump into an area, throw down a shield, and then take out all of the turrets around him. Got it. So he is a big anti-Symmetra, like, counter to Symmetra. But not a lot of people play Symmetra. Right. Also, and Symmetra I, is honestly, useless against bots. I've always enjoyed playing support back... This is going back to Battlefield 2 and playing the medic class, which at the time was, like, out of this world. Like, people had never seen this before. Um, and I think Symmetra is my least favorite as well of the support characters. She, she, her, her use... Oh, no, no, I, I like Symmetra. Yeah. Just no one plays Right, I'm just, like, I'm saying I don't even play... I, I play support, and she's definitely the one I play the least, too. Um, she, uh... Yeah, I just think her... her 
I think when you can use her, I think it's she's really special. But I think she's pretty situational. I could be. She's situational. She's very situational and very situational on certain maps. She, like if you're defending a point, yeah, she's uncount incredibly useful. I, I think uh, if you're defending against a like cart, however, not so much. I, I actually think just now, just thinking about it and chatting about it, I think I figure out what I don't like about Symmetra. I think it's that she's very much a setup character, and then once you've kind of set up your stuff, she really doesn't do much. I mean, you you yeah. you set up your turrets, you put your shields on your on your players, which stay there forever until they die, and then you just kind of hang back. I mean, you can go in and attack, but you can't get really close to people, and she's too squishy for that to be super viable. Right, Torbjorn at least after he sets up his turret can then mix it up, and actually really good at mixing it up. Right, and I think he can do a little more damage himself. You can go get armor and kind of rebuild and repair your stuff. He just has more utility. Symmetra just once you once you plant your stuff, you're just kind of done. I mean, I, it's kind of boring, really. Once mm-hmm. once you've once you've set it up, and it really doesn't take much to for her to work either. You just put your turrets down, and you literally just point at somebody and put up shields. I mean, it's basic. I don't know. I, yeah. I never really played around his Torbjorn. I, I, I kind of bored me, honestly. He made everything I, feel too so easy. So I, I will. S- mm. sure. I, I will say I have a lot of fun as Torbjorn. But that's because I set up my turn in a good position, mm-hmm. and then go and mix it up with everyone else. Yeah, I, I fell in love with Torbjorn in much the same way. I, I I never played as him ever, and right at the end of a match where we were defending a like an escort mission, we were we were like just about to lose. And I just was like, you know what, fuck it. We're about to lose, let me just try this out. And I dropped a turret and built it. Like, we just kind of figured it out on the fly. And we won the game, and I ended up getting play of the game just by dropping the turret. I was like, alright, I like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, just because I put it, I accidentally put the turret in the right spot, and it just it just murdered everybody, and it was pretty cool. So, Is McCree still... Uh, Overpowered, or do they nerf him a little uh, bit? I don't, I don't I know. Know. Oh, they nerfed yeah, the he got crap out of him recently. on PC. Yeah. As of recording, that I don't believe that has made the switch over to console. Okay. It was like yeah, McCree and Widowmaker, I think, got nerfs. Yes. Well, well, McCree just got a straight nerf. Widowmaker got a tweak. Her her body shot damage got decreased, but her headshot damage got increased. Gotcha. Oh, okay. So now we'll make a reward score more, uh, skill more. Here's the thing, though, is that again, most of these changes are being done for the PC side of things. Right. Console is a very different beast. Yeah, and I think with characters like Widowmaker, you're going to see more people playing as them. And I could be wrong, but my assumption is you're oh, going to see. see. Mercy got an unintentional. Widowmaker. Oh McCree. shit! That's a really crappy nerf. Oh, that's awful. What happened? So, um, so, un, un, this is from July 3rd. Unfortunately, Mercy received an unintentional nerf. Players found that Mercy's staff no longer holds the same target when switching from healing to damage boosting. Before, regardless of line of sight, when players would switch between beams, they did not need to reacquire targets. Players now have to turn around and look for their targets beforehand. Ooh. Oh, that sucks. Oh, that's gross. Oh, that's, that's rough. Yeah, but but here's the here's the important thing is that is that console and PC and PC are very different beasts. Mm-hmm. 
So characters like Widowmaker and McCree are not as broken or as overpowered on console. Yeah, the nerfs came for them on uh, Xbox. They're not out on, yet on PS4, but Xbox One got the McCree and Widowmaker nerfs. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm talking about. It's this huge disparity between console support and PC support. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, but Blizzard for example, is a- like on, on console, on console though, for example, like Bastion is still kind of overpowered because you just have to aim in someone's general area and they die. And they're and the counter to Bastion is something like a Widowmaker or a, or a Hanzo or a McCree. Who aren't as good on console, right? Because you don't have the precision of the. But I thought they, I thought they the made mouse. a change. I thought Bastion inherently had a sort of different stats than he did on PC to make up for that. But I could be wrong. So the, I, I believe the game's launched with equal stats. Oh, I, I thought they did something though, like maybe so it's functionality of, um, or the hitbox or something. Bastion has not been changed. Oh, okay. What has changed is that people have gotten used to fighting against right. Bastions. Finally. Yeah. And so people know to go for the weak spot on the back. It's the big glowy bit. Right, but if you can't, I mean, people are also adjusting by, by using snipers. And as people learn maps, they learn what's going to happen. Like, there's one map where I know exactly that there's always going to be a Bastion in one spot, and there always is. And so I just pick a sniper character and kill it immediately when is the map the starts. the Hollywood map? Where you're yeah. The, uh, yeah. Yeah. I know exactly yep. which one you're talking about. Yep. <clears throat> um, yeah. I, we've touched on a lot of characters, I, I guess. Um, <laughs> Bless you! Oh, excuse me. Also, fuck Roadhog's hook. I don't have... I hate Roadhog. Yeah. Yes! I like, I, I've been hooked by that thing through too many walls. Yeah. I watched I watched you get hooked through one. It was pretty hysterical. Um, Roadhog is a ton of fun to me. I, I, I like playing as him, but... Yeah, that's because yeah, you're a dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. JK, JK. Yeah, I, I just I got hooked by way too many roadhogs. <clears throat> made me mad. Yeah. Yeah, I think my I think my two go tos are probably Lucio and then Roadhog. Um for you know, if you're looking at different different classes. Um I actually started training, just kind of playing around with Genji, and I really had fun with that. Um I I wish I was better at Genji. Mm-hmm. Because the characters I have troubles with, Genji is the counter to. Yep. And I wish I was better with Genji. Yeah, and I also started getting into um, Junkrat a bit. Just characters that are a little bit more interesting or fun to play. Diva, I, I still haven't yeah. really played much much of. Diva but... is great. Oh, I, I can train you on Diva. I can I can train you on Waifu. <laughs> uh, my three mains are probably Diva, Junkrat, and Torbjorn. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, I've I've basically not touched Zarya. I basically never <laughs> played Zenyatta. Um, and Tracer, I've Tracer and Reaper, I've played very little of. Yeah, I played Reaper right at the beginning because it kind of like it kind of inspired. I don't know. It's just one of those characters that it's sort of like it just seems like the easy choice to me. I don't know why. It's just something about the look. Maybe of Maybe because he has two shotguns that can teleport yeah. around and can make himself invincible to yeah. run away. Yeah. Hmm. No, I, I love Junkrat. Junkrat is super fun to play as. Uh, I actually had a game where I got... Uh, I had one game recently where I got three environment kills by blasting people over the edge. Nice. Which was great. That's nice. amazing. And during that same game... And during that same game, I also got two mid-air kills by throwing my 
explosive, like my landmine explosive, and detonating it in midair. Nice. Yeah, he's one of whom was a Pharah. He's tons of one fun. One of whom was a Pharah. Nice. I love me Junkrat. He's also tons of fun to do like the rocket boosts, I call them, or like the mine boosts where you can jump mm-hmm. over the, the mine and kind of elevate yourself, but Yeah. Farrah can sort of do that with her concussive blast, but yeah. not to the same extent. Right, and she hurts herself. Um, yeah. I not with her concussive blast, with oh, her okay. rocket shoot. Oh blast. right, right, right. I just wish Diva had a smaller uh, headshot profile. Because right. right now her headshot zone is stupidly huge. Right. Um, Lucio is my absolute favorite character, and I haven't talked about him too much. I'm looking at this random tier list on a website, and it looks like he's top tier. That makes um, me really oh yeah, happy. A good Lucio, a good Lucio is super credit to team. Yeah. Lucio seems a little too good to be true sometimes when I play as him. Sometimes I feel a little guilty, but he has good offense. He has got that pushback well, move. He has got like a concussive blast. But, and he's just a well, generally. They have, they have great recently nerfed his damage. Oh, okay. They have very recently nerfed his damage. That's so probably for the better. It was pretty ridiculous before. But Lucio's mm-hmm. Lucio's real, real skill comes in like the speed is really nice, especially at the beginning of a map. Um, oh yeah, and just you know he's just a, he's just a really fun, cool, interesting character. He can wall ride. I mean, he's just got a lot of like fun surprises, um, a lot of like different things he can do. He's just he's he's like the epitome of like an interesting, fun. Because some of these characters are, are very like okay, we've seen this character before in other games, but he's very special and very interesting. I, I think he's really. A neat character. It really actually warms my heart a lot that Lucio is considered top tier and like a really just good player character to play as because I feel like I don't know. I just feel like a character like his usually doesn't get that kind of recognition, and that makes me happy. Yeah, I yeah. like him. He's just yeah. What's he's, funny? He's funny and like nice, and he's someone you could take home to your mom. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, well, he's a DJ. Also a hero. Yeah. Well, there's also, I love uh, the who's... fact that a lot of these characters have little dialogue snippets between them, and I remember hearing yeah. one between Diva and Lucio where they ask each other for their autographs. That's awesome. It's really cute. Yeah. Yeah, the game just has a lot Ooh. of personality. I think, I just, I mean, a lot of the, I really can't fault Blizzard for much of what they've done. I, I, everything seems really, really tight. I mean, considering the amount of characters they have, there really aren't that many. There really weren't that many weaknesses exposed, if you will, um, and most of them have been slight and have been patched or in the process of being patched. It seems like, and mm-hmm. it's just it, it's it's really cool that they you know they could have added microtransactions that made a difference, but they're all just like really fun costume changes and. I I, I will say I have spent way too much money on extra loot boxes because yeah. opening loot boxes is really fun. <laughs> Yeah, and it's just nice. And I, I'm yeah, assuming later on they'll unlock more costumes or create more costumes for the characters as they go on. Oh, yeah. and I'm sure there'll be more characters. I know there's like some news report that there's going to be some so healing sniper or something lot, added. So there's been a lot of uh, speculation, fan theories, and straight up stuff kind of revealed uh, that most likely the next character to be announced is going to be a support sniper. Mm-hmm. Who sniper rifle heals people? Yep. So you hang back, and keep an eye on your other players, and just. Uh, it's kind of like the crossbow for the medic in TF2. That heals 
helpful player, like heals players on your team from a distance. It's also most likely going to be Farrah's mother. Right, and I saw that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I like that. Uh, yep. I w- so I have bought so I, I bought the collector's edition, the mm. big one. I've got the statue of Soldier seventy six right there on my uh, mantle. Um, one of the best things that came with the collector's edition uh, was the art book. Oh, it's so cool. Which talked about characters' backstories. Because that's the big thing with this game, is that there's a lot of backstory that isn't talked about. Yep. In the game. But it is there. You just have to go looking for it. Um, Blizzard's, also, always, Blizzard's always been like that, though, and I, I really actually appreciate that about them, is they don't really force-feed you anymore. Well, well, like, I don't give a shit about... I'll, I'll be the first one to say I don't give a shit at all about any, like, most game lore. Um, so for me, like it's perfect. You know, I can enjoy the games that they provide: Starcraft, well, this is, Warcraft, Overwatch. Well, except that, except that in those games, Blizzard has given us more lore. Right. This is like Dark Souls level lore, where it is so buried. Yeah. It is so incredibly buried. Now, I went and saw the Warcraft movie. Oh, how was that? I didn't really. Uh, it was a good video game movie, which puts it roughly on par with a bad uh, comic book movie. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> um, has there ever been a good video game I, movie? I didn't really need to see... There, there hasn't. Uh, um, I, I didn't really need to see the Warcraft movie because I've, I've played that story because I played Warcraft 1 when it came out. But here's the thing. The Blizzard titles... So during the opening sprawl, you know, you have like all the different studios and stuff. You have Blizzard having their video sprawl. Um, and through the Blizzard logo, you can see various characters sort of locked in the ice of the Blizzard logo. Mm-hmm. You can very clearly see Tracer. Mm-hmm. Like, very specifically, you can very clearly see her as one of the characters in the ice. Mm-hmm. My guess is that we are going to get a Overwatch animated series or movie. That'd be cool. Do you think so? That's what I think. Because Blizzard is renowned for the storytelling. This is one of the things we touch on uh, on our on Bear and I, our playthrough of StarCraft II, is that Blizzard does these huge stories, but that's missing from Overwatch, from the game. Right. Which is odd. So maybe we'll get the story in another way, like maybe a movie or an animated. Weren't series. there some comics that came out or are going to come out? I thought there I were. Torbjorn in there it. were some comics that came out. Um, most of them just sort of lightly touch on backstory stuff, though. Okay. But knowing Blizzard and knowing how powerful their art team is, especially. Especially when it comes to cinematics and like and videos and stuff, I would not be surprised if we saw an Overwatch animated like series. They've already put out a ton of animated shorts, like the 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 original short with the two kids in the museum. That is straight up like Pixar level animation that they use there. 
those yeah. were really good. Those I, were I haven't really watched them in a good. while. <laughs> I mean, Blizzard has always had really good animation, though. I mean, you go back and watch, like, the orig- original World of Warcraft CGI, and it's, like, insane. Yeah! Yeah! Blizzard has an qu- insane animation department. Yeah. Putting out an animated series would not be beyond their capabilities. And I, I almost wonder, do you think they contract that out, or do you think they actually literally have, like, a few guys who all... Their job is just to make, like, a be- three-minute-long CGI video. I believe it is in-house. I believe it is all in-house. Which is why the animations are so true to character models. Right. Cool. Yeah. Is there anything else? <laughs> yeah, it is. You guys wanted to talk about with regards to, to Overwatch? Okay. Alright, so I'm putting this out there. I've got a thousand credits right now on Overwatch. Meaning I can buy an orange skin. I've got orange skins already for most of the characters I already play. So right now, it comes down to me buying an orange skin for either McCree, Widowmaker, Reaper, or Bastion. Reaper. So, die, okay. die, die. Reaper has... Okay, what is up with this? Reaper has the best skins. Oh, of course like, he does. Reaper has the fucking coolest skins. I love the uh, mariachi one is the best. Dude, the mariachi one is cool. The Neverboard, like the Raven one, is yeah. super cool. Uh, I'll reiterate I, 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 what I said on Twitter a while ago is I love making fun of Reaper... But I love him at the same time for I too am a Latino edgelord. Yeah. <laughs> oh, That's speaking what he of is. which. Speaking of which, uh, Three Boy has a Twitter. We do. We're doing more with it now. Twitter. Do nothing. Hey, I posted on it. I, know I posted you. something I found that was kind of hilarious. Allie, did you see? Uh, I'm gonna pretend I did and say yes. <laughs> no, I probably did. It's just I follow way too many people to keep track of. Oh, you oh, you oh, would remember mollusk. if you saw this. The mollusky. Wait. Well, no, no, that's... wait. Is this the is this the body pillow? I didn't see that. Yes. I'm gonna have to look at that. <laughs> did you see my meltdown about the Howdiful boyfriend plushes coming back? I had yep. a meltdown. Yeah. So, so you guys can follow all, this, all these wacky hijinks and get notifications of new videos at Three Headed Boy on Twitter. Yep. Um, yes. Oh, it's the yeah, so right it's now, the Naga body pillow. Sorry, I've seen that. It's, it's the Mia one. The, the seven it. meter long body pillow. You should buy it. I should buy it. It's it's four hundred bucks. I am dead broke right now. <laughs> and, and like I said, that, that's what I'll invest in when I finally truly give up on life. Snake I'm waifu. not quite there yet. Snake waifu. Snake You're waifu is best waifu. Me. No, okay, okay. Talking Monster Musume for a quick second. Mia is best waifu for one very particular reason. Out of the entire harem of, of monster waifus, she is the best one to snuggle with. Yeah. That is why she yeah, is I best. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Like, the next Sorry. best one is Sempora. But some, even then, you were doing but some even then she's so much huger. Like, 
like Poppy and um, and Rock and Rocknera, too many like in the way body parts, right? See, you can't really snuggle her. You'd slide right through her. This is kind and of this is too slippery. The guy who said that Tokyo Mirage said uh, Tokyo Mirage it's too weak for me. Too weeaboo for him, and yet, and it's yet, too weak for me. He's talking about monsters. No, Mero's too, too slippery. And Lala, you just keep knocking her head off if you try to snuggle that. But Mia! Mia, this is the girl who can literally wrap herself around you. Choke me, mommy. Best cuddles! Best snuggles! Hands down, best monster waifu for that reason. Poor Dan is traumatized. <laughs> It, it wouldn't be a spoiler cast if we didn't traumatize Dan. Yeah, I, I, I reverted to checking my Instagram account for, like, the last minute. <laughs> Good. Good. All right. So, yeah, so Sorry, you can follow us on Twitter at ThreeHeadedBoy. Check out our YouTube channel. It's YouTube.com slash ThreeHeadedBoy. Easy enough. Spelled out. That's correct. Um, okay. You can also check us out, of course, on our website at ThreeHeadedBoy. Dot com. Yep. Which is where we've got articles, links to videos, cool stuff. You got it. Anything else you guys want to cover? We good to put this one in the books? Goddamn randos! I hate me some randos! Um, I just, uh, if you guys have questions or anything you'd like us to look at, I was looking at the website being like, oh, I hope there's questions. We will read them. I promise to read them. And I promise not to read all of them in that voice I was singing to it in. Like last time. <laughs> we we promise really we won't read every comment in a silly voice. We may read I'll most of them really in silly voices, not but not all of them. Only, how about this, only one a week. One a week. Great, you'll, yeah, either that, that's get, good. you'll either get this voice, or you can get Tristan's precursor voice. Yes. The precursors <laughs> have been here forever. No, I just realized... You, it kind of sounds like Roadhog, too. Dexter, oh, yeah. you must realize you are not cursed. You are, in fact, blessed with the form of the precursors. Spoilers are like Dexter! The oh precursors God. are nonsense! Spoilers! The game even come out. Jesus Christ. I can't even remember. It makes me feel old. I know! I don't know a better way to end the episode, so... <laughs> Warning, this episode contains spoilers for Jack and Daxter. <laughs> of all things. <laughs> that, no, that, you just heard that five was revealed in Jack 3 from 2004. Yeah. Idiot. Yeah. Just... Very cool, Goodbye. guys. Until next time, everyone. It's been real. Goodbye. Super real. Too Bye. real, in fact.